Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. We're so grateful to be with you this morning. I'm one of your hosts, Brad Gray. And I'm Janine Bitson, and it's just a beautiful, sunny it morning. Is, it and, is. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just been glorious. The last couple days especially were really, really great, I thought. I know. Wasn't it great that we got like that 95 to 100 and humid, and then we get this, and we're like, woo Kind of a little breath there. So that is, that is glorious. And we're into a new week now. We started... Obviously, yesterday was Sunday, and uh, the Lord God is just, just continuing to shower His graces and His love upon us all. It's, it's going to be great. We're, we're going to talk about a variety of ways that the Lord God is at work and showering His love and grace on so many of us. Uh, but as we do, let's, let's start off by placing us in our, ourselves in His presence. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, You are with us at every moment of our lives. You are loving us and healing us calling us deeper and deeper into the heart of your Son, Jesus. We ask, Father, that you send your Holy Spirit upon us. We ask that you inflame our hearts with a new love for you. Give us the grace to respond to all that you ask of us this day. Heal us of our sinfulness and open us to the power of your love. We pray this all with confidence in the words that your Son, Jesus, taught us. As we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will will be be done, done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Brad. That's beautiful. Thanks be to God. So, Janine, we're talking about uh, special blessings and graces. Your family just received one uh, yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. Really huge Beautiful blessing with our newest granddaughter. So we have nine grandchildren awesome. now. Congratulations. To just love up and enjoy. And yeah, so grandma and grandpa were maybe a little tired this weekend. We've had the the four siblings and uh, and yes. yet that's all blessing too, I tell ya. And mom and dad always appreciate that, you know. Oh, well <laughs> grandma and grandpa help. appreciate it too because those are special times yeah. when you have sleepovers with the grandchildren. For sure. And yeah, a lot of good times. Absolutely. Well, we are here with Real Presence Live, the newest installment, uh, and excited to be with you guys. So as we're getting started here, let's start our first segment off. We are going to be speaking with, we're speaking with Todd Mickelson, the director of Friends of Chimbote. Good morning to you, Todd. Good morning. Thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me. It's uh, always a pleasure to... uh visit with you and all of your listeners. Yeah. Yeah, it's just such an amazing ministry that you help to lead up, Todd, and it's always exciting for our listeners to hear about the good works that are going on. You know, Seven Catholic Social Teachings and uh, Solidarity is so, so important, you know, with our fellow human beings throughout the world, and that's exactly what Friends of Chimbote does, Mm. is you build that relationship with you know, people in another part of the world, but our brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's so awesome. Yes, it's uh, it is an amazing ministry, and you know we've been serving the poor of Chimbote, Peru, for over four decades, 
And uh, we find that the longer we are down there, the greater our understanding is of the uh, faith of these people and their determination and their uh, strong belief in God and that we are actually God's agents. Mm. Mm. So as you're serving the people of Chimbote, like, what does that look like? What do you do, um, practically speaking? Yeah, we have we actually have uh, an operations team on the ground uh, in Chimbote made up of about eighty Chimbotanos, mm. and we have uh, ministries in what we call social, which you might consider social justice. Okay. But um, it's it, we're really based on the Gospel of Matthew twenty five and uh, truly serving mm. the least of our brothers and sisters, and you do get to interact and meet with and talk with and understand the least of them when you're Mm. down there. Mm. Uh, So our social programs are really all about uh, food and shelter and clothing and basic medicine and water. Uh, And then we we move up to um, the the medical side and the health side. If they're not healthy, they can't work, they can't go to school, they can't concentrate. We have a lot of anemia, we have a lot of malnutrition, Mm. and we have very uh, limited medical resources from within the country of Peru. And then we move on. Our programs have education focus, so we have uh, preschool and kindergarten programs, we have uh, tutoring, we have scholarships, uh, both for primary, secondary, as well as for vocational and uh, higher education. Uh, training one person in a trade can lift seven family members out of poverty wow. if they have a paying job with benefits. Wow. And then finally, we have uh, what you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs might call self-actualization, which is they're going to ha- run their own business, hmm. uh, they're going to um, have their own trade, and so microloans uh, are a, a huge component of huh. our ministry. Wow, that's fantastic. You really touch all the bases there, right? I mean, in every element that, that humanity finds itself in need, you're there. Yes, and literally on a daily basis, uh, we touch all of the tenets of the, of the Gospel of Matthew. So we are delivering water to those who are thirsty. We have eight soup kitchens. Hmm. That, and it's not the soup kitchens, we don't run them. We provide the resources okay. for the community to run oh, them, and yeah. they, along with our social workers, de- decide who the the beneficiaries should be as far as uh, those are in greatest need. Hmm. And what's so cool about that, you just touched on another Catholic social teaching, and that work has dignity. And so it's not just about you know giving, it's actually helping them to be involved in right. the process of loving and nurturing their fellow, you know, community. And and so that is just so vital as well. You know, there there is so much work to be done, you know, in our world. I know that we've made tremendous progress, you know, since the 1890s. It was like 90% of the world was in extreme poverty, and now it's been turned on its head where it's less than 9%. But mm. it doesn't mean we don't still keep working hard at it. But I want to touch on another note. You're talking about what the Friends of Chimbote does to help the people in need. But how about what they're helping you and everyone who helps or who is helping the Friends of Chimbote? Because there's definitely a spiritual relationship and a gift that they give back to those who are helping. Yeah, and we we call that, uh, for those who go down and visit our mission, we call that reverse mission. Hmm. Uh, really, after you've uh, assisted the poor and you've recognized the blessings that we have, 
gratitude goes off the scale. Right. Um, understanding how blessed we are. But not just that. You know, we've really heard over the last two years as we've dealt with this pandemic and um, 70% of the people in our barrio or in Chimbote don't have a formal job. Hmm. They're wow. called the informal economy. And so they work every day for cash. Mm-hmm. And so if they can't work because they're quarantined because of the pandemic, because their health care system. When, when I left the country in 2020, I was one of the last mission groups in there. We were the last mission group in there. The day after I left, they closed the country. Mm. He put the, they put the poor, the whole country into quarantine for 250 days. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the poor who work every day for cash to buy their food and their water, Sorry. they had no resources. Yeah. Right. And so what we really have found is that our donors during that time, I mean, we supply 90% of the income to our uh, operations team down there, and they get about 10% from services and programs that mm-hmm. they deliver. But our, what, our, uh, beneficiary, what, our, what our donors and our benefactors told us is that the fact that you're on the ground, the fact that I provide a gift today, and I know in my heart that maybe tomorrow somebody's going to get a meal, right. that yeah. direct contact yeah. for so many people is so important. And, and they feel that. They understand. They see the stories in our newsletters about what their dollars actually did to a named person. Mm-hmm. So we call, it, we call it reverse mission because when you come back, you have been changed more than they have. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And and I guess, you know, just from our own experience, uh, I, I've talked to you about how our sister-in-law has the Project for the People of Paraguay. It's very similar to what you're doing. We just had the, the golf tournament last week. But um, with the dignity programs for the elderly and the children, and, and I know from John and I being sponsors of children and elderly for over 20 years, what we receive back is so far greater with our prayer relationship and our, you know, um, it, we just receive so much more. So for those of our listeners who want to get involved in a ministry like this, it's just so vitally important. And I can't under say or uh, how incredibly beautiful it is to be part of that. Mm. And so, you know, how would our listeners contact you and become benefactors, become, you know, part of the Friends of Chimbote? Yeah, and we, we, Friends of Chimbote is really, you know, who all of our supporters are, Mm. whether it's spiritual support, whether we have a lot of parishes uh, and nights uh, groups all over the country. We're not a Catholic organization. We are actually a faith base. So we have Presbyterian and Lutheran, and we are Christian based on the gospel, Matthew 25. And um, so we have support from all over the country spiritually, too, which is so critical. But we have our website, which is friendsofchimbote.org. And we have something on there called a circle of friends. And so if you become a circle of friends for the poor of Chimbote, you'll receive our newsletters, you'll receive information and emails and in ways that will give you guidance on how you can make a difference. So we, you know, there are programs where we put together home in a boxes and we ship them down on a container. Hmm. A lot of volunteers love that aspect because they have hands-on volunteer work that they can do. Last year, uh, we had three different fires in the barrios. Their homes are shanties. They're made up of plywood and cardboard Mm -hmm. and woven reeds. Mm -hmm. One fire 
will destroy 200 homes in an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, then they have nothing. There's no, there's yeah. no fire insurance or the Red Cross. The, yeah. Everything they own is wiped out in an hour. That happened last New Year's Eve. Oof. We showed up the next day with 100 home in a boxes that have been shipped down on the container, and they have tarps, and they have all of their plates and blankets and sheets, and we brought mattresses. And, you know, within days, we at least had some of their dignity restored wow. where they had a place to sleep. Gosh. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, again, uh, for our listeners, if you aren't involved in a ministry like this, or if you are and you want to, you know, tap into another one, um, you know, the the work is so needed. Uh, the support is so needed, and it just helps again in Catholic social teaching that solidarity that we have with our brothers and sisters in Christ in the world is just so very very vitally mm-hmm. important. But it's not you just giving; you receive so much more in return. And mm-hmm. I just again cannot overstate that. Well, so Todd, you guys have been working um, to aid the residents of a certain town recently, Cambio Puente. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that that is uh, truly a uh, an eye opening experience and a heart opening experience. Uh, the people of Cambio Puente are on the outskirts of the community of Chimbote, and they're typically called invasions. Hmm. So people will come in and squat on land that they don't hmm. own, hmm. and depending upon who owns it, they may be able to gain possession over the course of ten to twenty years. Really? But they live in the sand, in the dirt. Huh. With shanties, with no running water, no electricity at first. Um, a lot of them are single mothers who are trying to escape poverty and many of them abusive situations. Oh. And so they will come in and uh, create a community, but it's not supported by the government. So there, there are no resources for them. And in many respects, they're discriminated against. Mm. So those are the communities now that we're going in, and we're not just looking at them on a micro level, person by person. We're looking at them on a macro level of how we can change the quality of life for, like in Campio Puente, this community is 12,000, but the six barrios on the very outskirts who have no services, that's about 3,500 people. Wow. No water, no sewer, no electricity. So we're actually looking at installing a water project to bring water into 300 homes. Wow, that's awesome. Well, we, we, we need to go on a quick break, Todd. But when we get back, let's talk more about this and, again, how our listeners can get involved in this fantastic project. So thank you so much for being with us on Real Presence Live. We're going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we'll talk more about the Friends of Chimbote. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. We are back. We are talking about extraordinary things happening in our area. we got the Friends of Chimbote. we got Todd Mickelson, the director of Friends of Chimbote, on with us this morning, in with us this morning. And, uh, Todd, you've been sharing the extraordinary, extraordinary work that's going on with Friends of Chimbote. You were just, uh, right before the break, we were talking about the, the work that, that the Friends are doing in Cambio Puente uh, about uh, getting, getting water to homes that have nothing, right? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, the, the six barrios that we're focusing a lot of our efforts on outside of Cambio Puente, right next to the prison, mm. um, those those people are uh, the poorest of the poor, mm. and and that's really who we focus on is where can we have the greatest impact on people's lives, but it's not just a hand out mm-hmm. because we're more like a triage, you know we'd like to be able to give a hand out to give get them on their feet and then a hand up to give them that pathway out of poverty. Mm. So that's when I talked about the micro lending programs of vocational training and you know we're always looking for a way for them to be able to take care of themselves because yeah. that's what they want. Right. They don't Absolutely. want the handout. But the water situation is a, a, a different situation in that the community that they live in, Cambio Puente of 12,000 people, they have a half of a staff member hmm. at the city for 12,000 people because wow. they have no tax base. Is that right? There, is, there are no funds. Sure. There are no property yeah. taxes. There's yeah. no retail. There's no sales tax. There's nothing to fund that city. So there's nothing to fund the infrastructure mm. for any kind of decent quality of life. Mm. So we got into the community and we started looking at how can we make a, the greatest difference? Well, they're buying their water off of trucks. Mm. And so they can only buy the water if they have the funds because it's cash on hand. Right. right. So if they don't have the funds, they don't get to buy water. So we looked at it and said, well, how can we provide water to this community? And we found that they had already used their very scarce resources to run a pipeline from the city's main water source. They have a well, a deep water well and a water tower. They had connected to that and they had built a concrete tank in the ground on the outskirts of the community. Hmm. So that was $18,000 over the course of a number of years that they gave, you know, a couple of soles a week 
you know, to 30 cents, 50 cents, but they all did it, which means that's their priority. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we came along and said, well, what is it going to take to get water to, to, to up to serve the people, to get them to the people? For about $35,000, we can run a water main up the hill, build another concrete tower, and then gravity distribution out to 300 homes, and we can connect each home for about $25. That's amazing. Wow. And the difference that water makes, you've seen all the commercials for years in Africa, of mm-hmm. the women hauling water yeah. and, you know, and it's dirty water. And, and those are all the things that we'll be able to address uh, by being able to have this water system oh, in incredible. the homes. Well, in the end, water is the source of life. I mean, you have to have water, you know, for life and and healthy water. Otherwise, you invite all kinds of other medical issues and you know, that, chronic diarrhea. Exactly. There yeah. are dehydration. Mm. Yeah, it's it's in and hygiene. It's vitally, washing yeah. and cl- staying clean. You know, yeah. those are all factors that and vitally we're constantly important. these people are not educated. So we're constantly teaching them about through our health and hygiene programs, sure. we're teaching them about the importance of the hand washing and the cleanliness and you know, but then when you get into homes with dirt floors and what's carried in and resides in the dirt, you know, that's a whole nother right, topic. Right. So how well, long, but it starts with water. I'm yeah. sorry. I was just going to ask, how long do you anticipate it taking to get the things in place for this project? Yeah. You know, the other thing is that there's just so much informality and dysfunction. Hmm. Uh, so right now we're working with the city to make sure that if we in make this investment and install these lines, because mm-hmm. we have a fiduciary responsibility to our donors. Right. Sure, yeah. So we have to make sure that whatever we install, that the beneficiaries are going to be treated fairly. So mm-hmm. we're also working on behalf of the beneficiaries to make sure that if we install the lines and we install the tower tank and the lift pumps and everything else, that they're going to have a certain number of liters of water, you know, per day for a specified cost. Mm, mm-hmm. So right now, and it, they just, we went to the water authority and they said, oh no, they're not even in our plan for five years to ever get water to that community. Wow. So, you know, what are you talking about? We said, well, we're going to fund it. We're going to finance it. We're yeah. going to install it. Yeah. So then the conversation starts about okay. what does that mean? Uh-huh. Because if now all of a sudden they have a source of possible revenue from an international nonprofit, it changes the equation sure. that isn't necessarily – there's a lot of corruption in yeah, yeah, Latin yeah. America, period. Yeah. Sure. yeah, there's a lot of corruption in the world, period. You know, it's uh, got to get beyond that. But, you know, all things are possible with God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of hearts that can be changed, you know, in that process when they see the generosity and the working together. You know, how how has this become a, a community effort? Like the people on the ground, you talked about, you know, the buried tank and how they piped in. But what else are they doing now that they see a possibility? Yeah, the amazing part is that the... Um when we go into a community, we look at community development, so both the micro and the macro. In the macro side, you want to find a community where you've got an active, um, engaged, committed community leaders to the people who are there. And so, you know, when we look at a community, we interact with the community leaders, and that means education, administration, city or barrio leaders, and then the church. So we work with the pastor of Our Lady of Mercy's church, uh, Father Erasmo, and he helps us to understand where the greatest needs are, where the families are with the greatest needs. 
Um, and then the community leaders, you know, they are uh, this in these six barrios are absolutely amazing. They are working hand in hand with their uh, community residents uh, to look at how how can we best meet your needs. And water and education are two right now. Mm. The little public school that they have there, you know, they they'll have sixty kids in a classroom because again, the, what the shortage is, they don't have capital assets to build a classroom. They can find teachers. But there's no way to build another classroom hmm. to accept more kids. So when we go into a community, we'll hear from the education, the administrators, that I have parents showing up every day that want to get their kids into school. I don't have a seat for them. Uh, I don't have a classroom for hmm. them. So, again, how can we come in on the macro level, build the capacity to serve the poor, and then look at the sustainability of our partners, collaborators, in, in solidarity to lift the poor. Yeah. So that's that's really the is a deeper engagement, um, but much longer lasting and sustainable. That's amazing. Oh, oh, that is wonderful, Todd. So how is this project going so far? Do you have more plans in the future, or is this like the primary? You know, focal project point. that you're working on, focal point. Yeah, right now this we're we're putting a lot of time into Cambio Puente um, to make sure that we make all the connections and understand the level of poverty. Uh, but we're also doing it in in other communities, like the communities around our founding parish, with where Father Jack and Sister Peggy were a member of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And it was in their parish that, you know, this mission actually kind of originated. Mm-hmm. And so we continue to serve there. That's still probably 40 or 50% of our services. Then we have the new services being provided in Cambio Puente. And then we're looking at two other communities with similar demographics on the outskirts. And people say, why do they live in those conditions? Why do they move there? Why do they live like that? Because yeah. where they came from is worse. Mm-hmm. Because there's no opportunity. Right. So they move for the opportunity for their children. Yeah. And their goal is for the children to have a better life so that they can be taken care of in their old age. Because mm. there's, no, there's a small pension in Peru, but you can't live on it. Sure. So, uh, yeah, we're working, we're looking at probably um, the similar type of focus in about four communities on the outskirts. Wow, that, that's wonderful. So I know prior to the break, you kind of told our listeners how they could contact friends at Chimpote, but could you... Tell our listeners again, you know, like where they can find out how they can help uh, to find out more resources and needs. Is there a phone number they can call or is there a website? Yeah, there's can... a phone number and a website. And uh, the website is uh, friendsofchimbote.org. And we're a very small staff. So we're about a two FTE. Uh, and then we have um, 17 board members mm. from all over the country who are very active in promoting and engaging in our mission. But you can certainly reach us uh, and look at, at what we do and reach out and uh, send an email, an inquiry as to how you can uh, be involved and engaged. Uh, mission visit trips are phenomenal, and we put together a great one where you know, we'll coordinate everything um, for people. Uh, to be able to go and serve in the mission, because that is when your heart, if you remember, you know, the Grinch, mm-hmm. and you remember the music after everything had been taken away from them, and they still had that heart, and the, the Grinch's heart grew 10 t- sizes that yeah. day. Well, that's what happens when you go in mission. Mm. You really come back, and your connection to your faith and to um, social justice and to compassion 
it just goes off the charts. So that's another way that a lot of people would get engaged, just be a part of a mission visit. You had uh, said that you didn't yourself go on a mission trip until your 50s, right? So this is correct. something where if someone's feeling the tug, it's like there's not that, that ship hasn't sailed. Already. It is not too late. Right. No, we have people in their 80s going down and helping build homes. Hmm. Um, we have teenage groups go down from high school, hmm. uh, you know, faith-based high schools. Um, and then we do, our phone number is uh, 701 364-0162. Uh, so you can call and, and visit with us. Um, but we we are a volunteer-based organization, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we cherish and, and um, embrace our volunteers from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Well, Todd, it's just been wonderful visiting with you about the Friends of Chimbote, and, and I just really encourage our listeners, to if you're not part of a mission like this, uh, to get involved. Um, you know, I know that there's things that you can do locally, and that's very, very vitally important to help take care of our own communities. Uh, there is a lot of need, uh, but the poverty in our own communities, there's nothing comparable to what I've seen in Paraguay and then what you talk about in Chimbote in Peru. And so it's just really vital that uh, Catholic social teaching, our world solidarity, Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Todd, I just want to thank you and all the friends of Chimbote for the the extraordinary work that you're doing. I mean, so, so needed, impacting people's lives massively. It's thank you. Thank you. I appreciate being here. And if you have just a little uh, feeling in your heart that you're kind of wondering if there's something missing in your life, mm. take, take a chance because mm. your, your heart will, will absolutely grow. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for being on with us this morning. We are going to have to step away for another quick break. Uh, but on the other side of the, the break, we want to talk about how the Diocese of Crookston is moving. Uh, stay with us to hear more. And then we will also be talking about Michelle Dupong, the a young woman from North Dakota whose cause for canonization was just opened up earlier this summer. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live. We'll be right back after this break. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 